Welcome to the Haven of Rest program. We're so glad you joined us. We trust that this time together will be a blessing to you. You'll hear some of the ways that God is working through Haven of Rest Ministries and how lives of homeless and spiritually destitute people are being impacted for the kingdom of God. Founded in 1943, Haven of Rest is a non-denominational Christian outreach whose doors are open to any person regardless of race, color, creed, or social standing. This ministry is supported entirely by voluntary contributions from individuals, churches, businesses, and other organizations who share a common desire to help meet the physical, emotional, and spiritual needs of men, women, and children who are in desperate circumstances. We now invite you to listen and hear more about what's happening at Haven of Rest. Thank you, Carl. This is Jeff Kaiser, Executive Director of Haven Rest Ministries, along with Kurt Thomas, Director of Operations, welcoming you to our Haven Rest radio broadcast. Very shortly, we will be speaking to Mike Cura. Mike Cura has been on our board for 34 years. Uh, he's been a board president for 10 years. And we're going to get to hear from Mike uh, of some of the history, uh, how he was introduced to the Haven Arrest. Uh, the importance of Reverend Thomas uh, in the years that uh, Mike uh, worked uh, with Reverend Thomas. And uh, he will bring us up all the way uh, to today and some of the roles that he's playing. So um, I hope you uh, look forward to listening to Mike Cura, our board president.
I want to welcome Mike Cura, our board president, uh, to our radio broadcast here this morning. Mike, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. Mike, you've been on our board for how many years? Uh, past April was 34. 34 years. Let's talk a little bit about, let's go back. Uh, let's talk about how did you, number one, get introduced to the Haven, and then how did you become a board member? Well, I've always known about the Haven of Rest, uh, even growing up in the community, um, and I knew a lot about it. Um, but I was formally uh, introduced to uh, Reverend Thomas uh, around 19— we volunteered here at Christmas and that kind of thing in about 1985, and then throughout 85 and 86, um, Kurt— uh, asked you know he came he, well, you know Kurt was always uh, he, he used unique way of asking questions and he he asked if you know if uh, I would consider thinking about serving on the board and um, I said well I don't know and he said well we have a process and so we went through the process and and uh, I met Eileen and uh, they met Tana and so it, it went from uh, a couple of dinner meetings with Jim Cummins, who was the president at that time, and uh, his wife, and then uh, another dinner with Kurt and Eileen. And so, you know, as you know, Jeff, it's a it's a rather elongated um, process, but there was it was intentional, and, um, and also he Kurt had you know he always checked with your pastor, he checked mm -hmm. to see some references, and and yes. then he offered the opportunity for me to. To join the board, and so in April of 1986 is when I was formally you know, introduced to the board and and being placed on the board at that time. And uh, so it goes back a long ways. Uh, over the years, I've served in as chairman of various committees, and uh, uh, a few years back, I think it's been ten now. I lose track of time, but uh, Jim Cummins decided that he still wanted to stay on the board and we wanted him to but he wanted to uh, uh, step aside as president and uh, Kurt and Jim suggested that I consider that role and although it's it's humbling to to be a president of this board uh, I humbly accepted that role and have been there uh, ever since so it's been a real blessing for me to get to uh, be a part of the board in general and then then as president and then uh, working with both Ben as executive director and now you, uh, we, we, we continue to see, uh, even with the change of personalities and guys working on the, on the board, God continues to use the ministry and the talents of those that are here uh, to to further the ministry and to do what he wants to do with it. So, uh, you know, we let him control that. Amen. Well, Mike, 86, you came on. You've seen a lot of change over the years. And when I mean change, uh, obviously we were working with Reverend uh, Thomas, uh, but there were some things that changed in regards to structurally building-wise. I mean, you, you've, you've been through uh, with the mission through a couple major renovations and builds. One being the Harvest Home, and the other one being the uh, emergency sh uh, shelter in '95. Well, we actually had two. Uh, uh, we had 
I went through two capital campaigns. The first capital campaign, the Harvest Home had been built, but the first capital campaign was to renovate this building. And uh, it was a very uh, unique uh, opportunity for us to, to raise a lot of money uh, without uh, impacting our operations. And so mm-hmm. we we took it upon our, uh, through uh, um, a process of identifying uh, various groups. We had the Akron Priority Group, which then exists, which does not today. And many of that Akron Priority Group, don't. Uh, they were companies, and they were represented by Firestone, Goodyear, uh, A. Shulman, a bunch of others. And they, they uh, long story short, is they ended up supporting that initial project. And then uh, the second project was the transformation of the old San Janinis into, uh, into the client service center and the mm-hmm. dorms. I mean, it's... Uh, uh, the San Janini family, we, we, they just agreed to sell it to us. It was a interesting opportunity for us to consider. We thought about it, prayed about it, and we, we bought the building. And then we, we formulated a plan to, to renovate it, and uh, we did, and another capital campaign. And we had to raise several million dollars for that. Uh, and, and I guess, it, again, it shows that uh, God kind of directed traffic throughout that whole process and allowed us to buy the building and helped us to get through the process, raise the money. And even uh, a, a, a heartwarming story is we were able to bring the San Giannini family back to see the finished product. And they were very emotional about it because they were grateful that, first of all, we re, we preserved some of their original building, number one, Number two, what it was being used for to help people in the community, to help the homeless. So uh, they they were really grateful for the way that we uh, constructed the building, and we were proud to be able to share that with them and happy to do that. So we've seen that kind of change. We've seen um, um, change in staff, you know, just a lot of changes. I mean, that's the structural changes, and... I'm sure there's other changes that we can talk about, but that that was the major structural changes and the capital campaigns that I was privileged to be a part of and and to to carry out Reverend Thomas's vision for mm-hmm. what this uh, organization can become. Yeah, because Reverend Thomas was a visionary. He uh, was. And so we've seen enormous uh, growth and not only growth, but even program changes over the years. I'm sure when you came on, Mike, uh, some of the programs that we have now probably weren't developed uh, until a couple years later or even uh, through the years of all the way up through 95 and even up to current. So, And even staff. I don't re- remember how many staff were here uh, when you came on on the board. But, it, you know, we have close to 90 staff now, close to 52 full-time, and the rest are part-time. But to see the growth, I'm sure, uh, has been a blessing to to you. Yeah, it has um, in a lot of ways because you you grow and you don't know you don't know the impact that it's having along the way and and even small stories like the fact that when I came on board there was no development department now you have nine mm-hmm. inside the development department Kurt was it yes. he was the development guy and he worked alongside the stewardship committee. Who I, and I happened to be chair of that committee for a number of years. And so 
our committee worked closely with Kurt, and we sat in meetings and we we ideated, we talked about what was going to happen, what was what we'd like to do, how we're going to how we're going to raise the money to do it, and uh, you know it's just interesting we didn't have we didn't have the foundation that we have today mm-hmm. kurt said hey could we create a foundation so that was created from no money in the foundation to where it is today and and uh, so th- we see the numbers grow from a staff of maybe 15 to 20 up to uh, we now have 50 plus that are full-time staff and then another 30 or so 40 that are uh, uh employees and part-time so we've seen enormous growth we've seen uh, staffing growth we've seen building growth we've seen program growth the programs that i watched come on board were you know the career development Mm -hmm. the education Mm -hmm. the computer stuff the uh, ged opportunities the the future story over at uh at uh, harvest home and and that all took effort, not by one person, or it, it took the working effort of all the people involved in on the on the board as well as on the staff to make it happen. And it required a vision, and there was someone with that vision. And Kurt had many of Eileen had visions mm-hmm. of how they could move the, the harvest home, and and so the vision, along with God's direction and hard work. Uh, here we are today in uh, in 2020 with what we have and still con- seeing continued opportunities for growth and change uh, and the ability to continue to help people that come through our doors that uh, need hope. Well, you know, Mike, given 34 years of being a board member and even volunteering before, uh, I think our listeners might want to know, what do you do while you're not helping the mission? I mean, obviously, you, you, you've been working in a field for a long time. You, you've, you've raised a family. Uh, just a lot going on. So why don't you share a little bit about uh, what, what do you do besides uh, mm. the Haven of Rest? Well, I've been in the financial service business for 44 years. We have our own firm uh, that, that we've had for a number of years. And our goal is obviously to to help people uh, with their legacy planning, and it ties pretty well to what we do here because many times we have conversations with our clients about uh, their charitable intents, their hearts, their spiritual their spiritual walk even. And so, as a result of some of what I do, m- money has been able to be transferred to the mission in one way or another, either through donations from clients. Um, the uh, broker-dealer that I work with, Valmark Securities, has uh, made significant donations to the Haven of Rest over the years in the six figures. They also provide gifts for Christmas for your for the kids at Christmas time here. So, all of those things have been, you know, a blessing to me to, in my walk in the community and and the connections that that I have. It's it's just been fun to watch. As uh, as we've seen that, so I do that. I have uh, I have eight grandchildren, uh, three children, and eight grandchildren. We we had two boys and a and a daughter, and we we walked through a you know pretty deep water six years ago when we lost our 32 year old daughter to leukemia and leaving behind three kids and and a husband. And so you know those are the dark days, and uh, you know God was faithful 
even through the dark days, even though I was pretty angry with him, and and he was he understood that, and he continued to walk walk the path with both Tana and I, and you know, Tana leaned into her faith, I kind of leaned away, and but you know, God was faithful to both of us and continued to help help us through that dark dark days and. Um, and but we you know we love our grandchildren and our children and we uh, we continue to you know to try to uh, live out what we say we believe and some days that's easier than others yes well you know mike you you've shared this in the past uh at a lot of our dinners banquets uh you know obviously the haven arrest uh you know you, you have talked about your childhood a little bit and the issue of homelessness and how you can relate a little bit to what's happening uh, with some of our guests here. Would you like to share a little bit about that? Sure. Um, if you go back to the end of World War II, uh, my my dad was in uh, served in two theaters, uh, the Pacific and, and the European theater, and he came back in uh, 1944 on leave to get married. Then he was shipped back overseas. And, uh, and in 1946, I was born. And um, I was an only child for a while. My mother had a, f- a couple of miscarriages along the way. My dad started working at Farstone, which he did for 36, 37 years. But he also he, he came back with a drinking problem. And uh, he was drinking way too much and uh, was causing... He wasn't abusive, but he was not providing what needed to be provided for the family, which was just my mom and I at the time. And so my mother, along the way, had become a believer, and she had strong convictions that she wasn't going to divorce my dad, but she didn't think that she could live with that long term and expose me to that. So she uh, said that we're, we're, we're leaving. Uh, we're, we're, Mike and I are going to leave. We're, I'm taking Michael, and my dad's name was Mike as well, and we're leaving, and uh, and hopefully, and she continued to pray for him. And so uh, the two of us left, and uh, we lived in um, fam- uh, friends, strangers, um, relatives. So it was kind of uh, different different beds on different nights for a few a while uh but what i watched as a youngster and i didn't know what it meant at the time but what i watched is i watched my mom exhale god's grace to my dad he was uh, walking far away from the god from the lord and uh through her prayers and a connection with a pastor who got a hold of my dad's heart and uh, he he uh, turned his life to Christ and um, became alcohol-free, and we moved back together. And so I saw a home restored uh, that was broken. And uh, so I, I get where a lot of these folks come from in terms of broken homes, um, abuse, alcohol abuse, and what it can do to a family. So uh, my son at my dad's funeral called grandpa his hero and that's because he had turned his life around and become a man that helped kids um they named a ball field after him in akron because of what he did for baseball but an article on the beacon was titled from drunk 
to Deacon, and they talked about his conversion and and giving up alcohol. And so, yeah, I when people ask me why do you spend so much time at the Haven of Rest and you're volunteering, I, there's usually two or three reasons. One is Haven of Rest shares my worldview, and I can give back to a organization that shares my worldview. And then thirdly, I know what it's like to be homeless. Well, if you're just tuning in with us, we are speaking with Mike Kira. He's on our board of directors. Actually, he is the president of our board. Mike's been on the board for 34 years. And we will continue part two with Mike uh, next week. So I want to thank you for tuning in. And part two will be next week.
I want to thank Mike Cura for being with us here this morning. This is part one uh, that we are speaking with Mike Cura, our board president. Uh, next week will be part two. I hope you enjoyed uh, the first part. As Mike has shared, uh, a lot of his history here uh, at the mission and his roles of what he's been playing. So next week, please tune in for part two uh, with Mike Kira. This is Jeff Kaiser and Kurt Thomas. Thank you for being with us today, and we look forward to being back with you next Sunday at the same time on this station. And now a closing word from our announcer, Carl Miller. You've been listening to the Haven of Rest program. Thank you for joining us this morning and for your continuing prayerful support of Haven of Rest. If you enjoyed today's program, please write to Haven of Rest. Your letter will be a great encouragement. And when you write, be sure to send along your prayer request. Haven of Rest staff gather each day for a time of prayer, and they count it a privilege to go before the Lord on your behalf. Address your letter to Haven of Rest Ministries, Post Office Box 547, Akron, Ohio, 44309-0547. Once again, that address is Haven of Rest Ministries, Post Office Box 547, Akron, Ohio, 44309-0547. Or you may prefer to reach through the website havenofrest.org. And tune in at this same time each week to hear more news about the Christ-centered programs offered at the Haven of Rest to the homeless and despairing people in this community. Until then, remember our Lord's words, inasmuch as you have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me.